0: He's baffled by this conflicting evidence as you are. His prints are all over the crime scene. The TV footage puts him 60 miles away. He can't have been to two places at once. You know me. I didn't kill that kid, Ralph. Do you see how strange this is?
1: What would make someone do such a thing?
0: He didn't do it. I have no tolerance for the unexplainable. Well then, sir, you'll have no tolerance for me. Answer me this. Do you think Terry Maitland killed that boy? If he didn't do it, someone else did. Someone else did. Someone else.
1: Hello and welcome back to Castle Rock Critical. We are cracking on with our Stephen King coverage for HBO's limited series adaptation of The Outsider as we jump into episode two, Roanoke. Mm. Uh, I'm back, I'm Emma, your host, and I'm joined today by Lucy. Yep, so, still still Lucy, still here. Good, that's what I like to hear. At least rocking. you're still you. I'm still Good. Uh, so we're going to do the usual structure of our podcast, general overview of the episode, followed by plot synopsis and discussion, and finally, finishing up with King Corner, talking about book differences and any Easter eggs that we may have found. Um, so I'm going to kick us off for this episode. Um, Ooh! Mm, Treat yourself. Yeah, because you did season one. Well, we'll alternate, Lucy. Because at the moment... No, no. Besides, the lady's taking charge. Ladies! Um, I liked this episode a lot okay i enjoyed episode one um episode two pulled me in more and i think i i am going to struggle with this a little bit until it starts veering off or kind of getting to the action and kind of veering off book because i know what's happening so i'm a bit like come on get on with it I know yeah it's gonna happen I know that's gonna happen um whereas a lot of the kind of intricacies of episode one will really appeal to someone who doesn't know the book i would assume because it's new and it's different yes um so yeah i mean lots of things i really liked about this episode um you know i really like the title
0: roanoke Roanoke.
1: um as soon as you hear that you think what
0: Mm, yeah this is intriguing
1: weird what's going on here um we started to move things along a little bit um we got a bit more of um terry and ralph together which i really liked Mm -hmm. I like their interaction Um, and then we got Ralph finally coming to the point where he's starting to doubt how one man can be in two cities at once because he can't Um, which for me is when things get really exciting so um, yeah really good and I thought it was well you know as you said about the first episode well paced Um, I like the way it's shot you know we talked about this being a bit like true detective kind of-esque which I've recently binged the whole lot of loved it um, but I really like that feel and that kind of stylization, mm. if that makes sense um, and we got a bit more of like Alec and um, Howie who I like yep um, and kind of the bringing together of some characters. So yeah, it was exciting. And a bit more Supernatural shit. Um, so I am going to rate this. Our rating system here at Castle Rock Critical is very simple. Uh, we rate on a scale of blueberries. That scale is from zero, the worst, to five, the best. And there can be no halves because that's fucking nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is harsh but fair. I am going to give this episode a four blueberry. Very strong. Um I, I, I teetered on whether to give it a five. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, because it really did grip me. I watched it again today. Oh, wow. Um, I enjoyed the second episode a lot we more. You call that doing a Len when you yeah. watch it, Taurus. doing a Len. Uh, but
0: I am, unlike Len, I am not a hype man. No. And I'm sure... Well, you're not a hype man, but you are a, quite positive a lot of the time, I think. You try and look on the bright side of blueberries. <sighs> I do, it's true. I do try. Uh, it's not always
1: possible, but I am. I'm. I'm confident there will be a five blueberry episode better than this. I think so. Um. So I. I, I put myself back in my place. <laughs> brought myself back down to earth, and I gave it a four. Um, Lucy, what about you? What did you think of episode two? Um. So I
0: thought this was actually quite slowly paced. Um, okay. Not saying that's a bad thing, but I think the first episode so much happened that. It was very engrossing, whereas this, it kind of, the slack dropped. And again, there were some aspects, maybe I lost concentration, maybe I was distracted, where I didn't realise something had happened until quite far into it. And I was like, what? I've missed something. I don't know if it was explained that clearly, or not that everything has to be made explicit. Some of the dialogue was a bit hard to hear. Um, it's a bit quiet, isn't In it? my old age... So I, I did enjoy it, and it, it kept me gripped, um, and kept me guessing, kept me thinking, but I am going to give it three, just because it didn't have the same impact on me as the first episode, did think it was a bit slower, I think potentially if this was dropped as one episode, which I believe it was on HBO, as in one and two was kind yeah. of like almost they were feature back length, back, weren't they? Yeah. Um, it could have been maybe spaced out a little bit better between the episodes, the plot. Interesting. So almost opposite opinions on episode one and yeah, episode two. Yeah, is, it is. And maybe that's the book coming into it again. It might be. Or it could just be that we have totally different opinions on TV. Maybe we're just different people. How no, nice. And we're not obliged to think the same. No, I mean, shockingly, some people seem to think we are just the girls. Yep. One blob of person. But one no, blob of Two separate has. blobs. Okay, interesting. Um, I like that we have a slightly different perspective from this hmm. episode. I think a Different perspective on the series is good that one has read the book very recently, yep, and one has not. And the show may also, in my mind, be
1: riding on that really quite happily. Mm. Let's see. Um, but before we go into the plot, it's time for a little advert break.
0: I'm innocent, Red, just like everybody else here. The house is burning. I and Georgie. I'm
1: afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Hello, it's that time again when we hawk our wares to you. Castle Rock Critical, if that's where you found us is a sub-podcast from the Fan Critical Podcast family Uh, that's our main channel, if you subscribe to that one as well as this you'll get all of our other content um, and be able to see all of the different things that we're doing if you do like what you're hearing so far and this is your first foray into the uh, Fan Critical Castle Rock Critical world um, then subscribe to either channel or both, rate us and leave us a review, we love them and quite often we will read them out, uh, especially if they are either hilarious uh, or very ego-stroking yes wouldn't you agree Mm -hmm. Um, so what else do we do I hear you ask Uh, so Castle Rock Critical here Uh, we cover Castle Rock seasons one and two if you haven't watched that it's an absolutely brilliant show in season one season two is debatable Um, but we covered both of those seasons and it's it's really great coverage we also do a lot of retrospective reviews of Stephen King uh, adaptations anything from The Shining to Tommyknockers and The Stand some fantastic some not so much uh, most recently, we've done Doctor Sleep, and that yes. was uh, another Emma and Lucy special. Yep. We also do loads of other stuff, so uh, The Watchmen, if you happen to catch that, bloody brilliant. Um, latest Star Wars, which has uh, divided opinion, let's be honest. It divided
0: the world, it seems. Hasn't it
1: just? Um, and we uh, started off with things like Game of Thrones, if you fancy uh, harking back to some of those, and uh, even the Westworld, which I believe oh. is coming back not too far in the future. Yeah. If you do like what we do and uh, you're enjoying the coverage, then we also have a Patreon. Uh, So, with Patreon, you get a number of different options for what blueberry level you would like to be. Anything from junior blueberry up to senior blueberry. Um, Anyone who joins on the junior blueberry level gets our uh, special cast it episodes where we recast famous films uh, with different characters to often hilarious and ridiculous effect. Um, so if you go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical that's where you can sign up and uh, Lucy I believe we've got some new Patreons to shout out this week is that we correct? have indeed
0: so since we went off air for our Christmas break we've had four new Patreons Woo! which is is crazy and especially over Christmas when you know people have got probably got better things to be spending their money on we very much appreciate yeah. it um so one one of the Patreons who actually requested to be shouted out in The Outsider because she's planning to watch it. She did say that she was concerned that it might not be any good. So far, I think it's okay. Um, Is Laura Beamish. So thank you, Laura, for your support. And for... Already starting the dialogue with the outsider. We hope you are enjoying the show, and we hope you enjoy our podcast on it. We also had there are some people that haven't really said whether or not they want to shout out in this or not. But so, I feel like they need shout outs. Yeah, let's say a big thanks. They're donating, and that's what we do. So we want to shout out is thank you for your donation. Is thanks, Iz. Isa. If I've said that wrong, I'm really sorry. Please don't unsubscribe or stop giving us money. <laughs> and Andrew, which just, just did it today, so. Thanks thank guys. you very much Andrew. Thank you much Laura. Thank you Isa and thank you Iz for your donations. Thank you guys. We really appreciate it and we will keep
1: uh, producing as much great content for you as we can. But for now, it's time to get back to the outsider.
0: Back to the studio.
1: We open uh, with Terry being led through the prison late at night. Um, fresh fish. Did you want someone to, to call that
0: out? Cause I really I did. wanted someone to. I really Missed did. Missed
1: opportunity. Um, and Anderson's there to visit him, right? So Ralphie's turned up and uh, and he's saying, I'm as baffled by this evidence as, as you are. Um, he's got the video footage that placed him in Dallas, but he also says that they've got credible eyewitnesses. Um, but Terry's very clear here. He says he didn't see, talk to, or murder this boy. Um, And he's adamant. And this kind of comes right off the back of the conversation at the Mm. end of episode one, where um, Ralph's wife says, you know, without everything else, do you believe he's guilty? And he's like, I don't know. So he's going there to get that answer. Um, And then Terry tells Ralph a story about uh, his son. Yes. D-Rock, Derek. D-Rock um talking about how like he raises confidence and his prestige on the little league team um and you know taught him how to how to bunt which he knew that was a thing
0: not us cuz we're not
1: baseball yeah i don't even, i don't even know how baseball works
0: i think bunting is something to do with
1: i'm british just... bunting's the stuff you hang up at a tea party yeah
0: it is it's like when you're swinging and you're not you're doing it in a certain way that you might get hurt but it kind of oh okay I you know, know more about this I do I'm going to really. take it
1: um, and then it, it, he says something which is very close to the bone but he's so Terry says to Ralph he says when you asked me if I ever touched your kid I really hope I did which is <laughs> sorry Lucy's just attacking a fly yeah. um, which is it's the most badly timed fly attack of all time <laughs> um, which is meant to be like you know I hope I touched his heart and his confidence yeah. um, you know especially considering that Ralph's Kid is is dead.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. did anyone else think of School of Rock when no. he's like, um, well, Jack Black's character at the end when they the basically the parents. Spoiler warning: if you haven't seen School of Rock, the parents confront him about what he's been doing, um, and he's baby, he says something like. Um, all of your your kids have touched me and I'm pretty sure I've touched them. And obviously it sounds as terrible as that did. Um, And it was a shame, you know, because I thought thought the acting here was so good, especially from Jason Bateman. Like you really, if you didn't think before that he didn't do it, you really were convinced. Um, But it was just a bit, it it made me think of that scene in School of Rock and I just thought, (laughs) they could have put it a different way. Not like, I really hope I did. Like mm, I know what you mean, but this could be like you could phrase it like I really hope I touched his heart, yeah. Or like I, hope I touched his, touched his life rather than, yep,
1: yep. Hope really, so. Really hope I touched your kid. <coughs> um, and I and I get where they're trying to go with this, and, and the point being that you it was know very I, I emotional think, it, um, scene. It is it very good. The two of them were amazing. They got yeah. great chemistry together. It's, re- it's really good, and uh, you know the, the point of it is is trying to get across to Ralph that you know. Terry cares, and you know he understands his plight. And how could he ever, you know, hurt a kid knowing what Ralph's been through and things like mm. that? Like it, it's, it, it just that that one particular line it just doesn't really work. No, especially not if you're thinking about school. Yeah. Work. Um. So then we got a bit of a media circus happening. Uh, so the hotel footage that shows Terry in the hotel in Dallas is been leaked. Um, and everyone's like, oh, well, how can this happen? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Terry is led to his first court appearance through, like, I mean, this is the most unsafe. Again, again. Again, guys. Uh, through, like, a crowd of hundreds of people standing outside the courthouse, to, and he's being muscled through. And then Wouldn't s- happen. Somehow, someone in a hoodie manages to run down through the crowd and then just start, t- like, opening fire. Takes down a couple of officers, including shooting the, the pregnant Deputy. I know in the hip. Yeah, I mean harsh. Shatters her pelvis. Ooh. Awful, awful. Um, so Terry takes a pretty nasty, nasty shot to the side yeah. of the neck. Nasty. Um, and Ralph guns down the assailant with a, a like brutal shot straight in the forehead. Headshot. Uh, oh, headshot. Headshot. <laughs> um, it was quite traumatizing because we uh, soon realize when he's been uh, unmasked that it is the uh, Peterson's older son, Ollie. Yeah. Um, I mean right. this is heartbreaking I know it hasn't
0: really been clarified yet um, but the Peterson mother is dead well, we skipped ahead a little bit because I believe there is a scene where they go to a funeral parlour the dad and the oh it's Ollie, very very quick isn't it And but the the fucking funeral director is like yeah I'll give you a discount for two yeah. that's two what Monica made me in. go so she's dead then she's died yeah that would um, be it. and I'd forgotten about it because I already knew so then when this happened I was like Oh, so that's just the dad left then. That's just awful. I mean, and then I thought, he'll probably kill himself because why wouldn't you at this point? Um, I mean, this is just... I know that,
1: you know, the loss of a family member and the loss of a child especially can break apart a family, but this is just fucking yeah. awful. Like, it's heartbreaking. And I really... I, obviously, I feel for... Um, the Peterson father, but it's Ralph. Like the fact that he's trying to investigate the, yeah. the and find the guy that killed the little boy, and then he's just shot the older son in the head. The mother's just had a heart attack and died. Mm. I mean, at this point, you'd be like, "How oh, was this?" You need some therapy, probably. And in the book. Uh, and I haven't put this in King Corner, but in the book, and it's not really made explicit here, Anderson is very much like, we've got to take him in the back. There's so much media attention. Yeah. There's so many people Stupid. gunning for him. It's unsafe. You wouldn't
0: walk him down like the fucking Green Mile. No. Like, but, but the no. DA
1: is like, no, we'll pull him up outside. He's going in the front doors, going in the front doors, and then this happens. Um, Bloody DA. So, I mean, yeah, just horrific. What we also see in the crowd is uh, Mr. Hoodie Man again.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, but with a bit of a weird gnarly face. Yeah, so this annoys me. Um, It annoys me that, again, once again, the trope of deformity equals evil is used. Yes. And this is not a new thing. This goes back to, well, you can look at Frankenstein, you can look at the Bond villains, always Mm -hmm. have some kind of... Deformity, Uh, even yeah, in Stephen King himself, Gerald's Game, the Moonlight Mm. Man is looks like a monster, and oh, he just happens to also be horrific. It doesn't. I have to say, it does annoy me. Why? Why is it? Oh, you're deformed and and evil. So, um, I don't disagree with that.
1: I think as a trope, it is uh, well. It's a bit like killing kids, and it's a bit. It's a bit lazy. It's a bit overdone. Um, However, there is a reason for it in this. Okay. I cannot say anymore. That's fine. Um, and it's it's interesting that they they've, they've done this slightly differently. So in the first episode, when um, the little kid Jess, I'm just going to call her Jess. An yeah, her call her Jess an When Jess is like screaming about the man that's in her room that isn't there that she's seeing. In the book, she describes him as having straws for eyes.
0: How's that? well they come out? As in, I'm like they've got a
1: hole in them um, and a melty face. Uh.
0: So, you shouldn't point and stare at poor people, no, Jessa, You should he's got a facial disfigurement. Just because he's
1: in your room in the middle of the night yeah. doesn't mean he's not an awful man.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but what is awful is the way that we are told very quickly this Terry's dead. This is what dead. I
0: missed. And I, I must have been distracted. Did you miss which, Terry dying? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So I didn't know he was dead. I was waiting for him being shown in hospital like with his neck wound patched up. It Um, it does happen very quickly, though. I mean, you go straight from this to someone apologising. But she doesn't seem like he's died. She seems like she's like, What the fuck has happened? Like, he's been shot. Like, that's what I was getting from it. She's like, I'm just re angry with you all because this has happened because of your actions. The
1: thing we're getting here is that this show is not so far very good at telling us when people are dead explicitly.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the main takeaway I'm getting from this. It is probably me as well. I think I probably got distracted at this point. (laughs) But. It is very... I'm going to tell you something in this sort of undertone. Like, what was that? Like, you I can't... I, uh, what? You don't have to make everything very clear. It's fine. It's just... I'm not an idiot. Just, you know... <laughs> but apparently Speak I up. am. Like, Speak Who's up. dead? Who's that now? <laughs> um, yeah, so... Grandma Lucy's back. Without to skip ahead, one when, when Ralph goes to the family and speaks to older daughter, whose name is... Don't know, something stupid. Other Jessa. Older Jessa. Um... And she says, you the man that killed my dad. I went, oh, he's dead. <laughs> Literally, it t- <laughs> took me that long. It just, I was waiting for him to reappear, like, in hospital. And then, then like, right, we've had to uh, delay the case because he's got a hole in his neck. Yeah. I wow. am dumb. Like, let's, let's, let's be clear. Well, no, but again. But it wasn't
1: clear. But again, I know he dies. And I know he dies in that scene, so yeah. it didn't even really occur to me how that was delivered, actually, because I was waiting for what happens afterwards. It's very routine, that's interesting. Though. listeners. Tell us if you had noticed that I he was dead they at this all point. Listen. <laughs> or if like Grandma knew Mollies, he didn't, that he was dead. <laughs> um, but next, someone you do remember because you mentioned them in episode one. Oh, I remember. Uh, I remember him. Oh, yeah. You get introduced to Jack. Impact. He's he's hunting a boar, and then he gets mm. a text. He's never getting any signal
0: up there, is he? No, that's a lie. Um, so he has to go back, is what we. So yes, so he doesn't get to shoot his boar. No, nope. but we see the boar and it's been savaged. Did we? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, nice spot. Oh, you didn't notice? That. You, oh. didn't, you didn't know that the boar was dead. You didn't know <laughs> Terry was dead. <laughs> the boars were important. <laughs> um, yeah, they, it shows him, and he's—it's all like been goled. mangled. Yeah. Oh, I did not spot that. So who did that? The
1: outsider, maybe. I don't know i mean is there the outsider or maybe it's is now a character like
0: or it's another it's just a dead ball maybe it's just a dead ball who knows question mm. um jack, that i did pick up on the dead uh, ball I'm, I'm impressed about that to be <laughs> honest
1: um so jack goes back instead of like immediately going back to where we now know he's supposed to be going which is back to work at the police station he goes to the strip club mm. uh Starts I a I Hate him
0: already, to be honest.
1: He he looks like he's going to be a right dick Yeah, out, I thought he was he? in
0: the army at first, and um, not Paddy McGuinness. No, <laughs> <laughs> Paddy Constantine. Oh, <laughs> listeners, if you knew who Paddy McGuinness was, oh, um, what an idiot! Yeah, Paddy Constantine, very very good actor. So yeah, I'm hoping that he pops up more. I'm sure. Mm, I'm sure. Fingers he will. crossed. Um, so Anderson off the shooting
1: um and this isn't made very clear really it's uh, he's, he's on a leave of absence i think his wife talks to him about he's it It's not
0: made clear is it no it isn't
1: um but <laughs> he, like is, he is he is smoking meals. a 20 year old cigarette in the middle of the night do you, do you remember that scene in the kitchen where his wife comes down and he's smoking this fag and she's like I remember i gave these up like 20 years ago she said it tastes like old wood and then oh. they share one together by the
0: fire yeah i remember which i thought was bizarre yeah, and she's sort of like she's sitting on his shoulders, a bit weird.
1: Yeah, all a bit odd. Um, anyway, he's like, oh, "Fuck this! It doesn't matter if I'm on a leave of absence. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna get my way into the evidence room because I want to see some stuff that's going on." Um, he's, uh, he's gonna take a photo of something. And he's mm. on his way out, and then we see Jack, and we realise he works for the police department. They seem
0: like they don't get on that well. They might be a bit of tension there. Mm, I sense tension.
1: Um, I mean, not only do we hear him yelling about his annual leave or his whole vacation leaves from the strip club um, I mean it is a bit shit you only get a week and a half off every year and then it gets interrupted while you're trying to kill Boar um, you I know, leave is so
0: bad in America
1: oh it's terrible isn't it I didn't realise how terrible no, it was no we're and, very
0: lucky here in yeah. the UK
1: um, <clears throat> so he takes that picture of something he leaves um, and obviously we're going to come back to that later then he meets with the DA whose name I can't remember he is that forgettable a character Colin we'll call him Colin, Colin. that just makes me think of love actually <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's here that we get told that the saliva sample from the bite marks on Frankie's body matched Terry's cheek swab mm. um, and then according to this plot synopsis the DA drops some slick Shakespeare prose like a boss uh, before running down a list of inexplicable occurrences throughout history and comparing them to Terry you need to learn how to live with it and move on he says now at this point, it's all starting to get a bit fudgy. It's a little bit like they've gone, nah, fuck it. I want to get this case solved, so he's yeah. dead.
0: Let's just pin it on him. But I, in a weird way, as much as I said the DA was unmemorable, and you know, he's doing his bloody Hamlet impression. He, I understand what he's saying in that. Right, yeah, he appears to have been somewhere else, but it's also his saliva. We've got the evidence that he did it. Yeah, no, I, I get can that. see why he is like he did do it. I mean, the the fact is, is that he's dead. So he can't defend himself. And the DA he, is stepping down now, isn't he? He says. Yeah. Because after... How badly it went. Oh, yeah. Now he's he, stepped um, down.
1: He mentioned... some interesting things I'll mention in King Corner here about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically he's saying, like, it's open and shut if you take out the other evidence. He's done it. His lives on the body. Mm. And, you know, his blood's everywhere. His fingerprints.
0: But it's interesting. Like, how many mm. times do you have, like, a... Say, a really high-profile murder case... Um, and you, you'll read about it and it says, you know, so-and-so was seen doing this, they were seen doing that, there's evidence of this, blah, blah, blah. And you go, oh, well, they, they did it then. And then maybe they're found guilty. And then if that's ever overturned, it, actually new evidence points to this, you never really hear about it. Yeah. You don't. So it's kind of like the people that were baying for his blood, Terry, that's going to be more compelling, all that evidence. And then other people go, like, oh, actually, no, he was in... Tell. Yeah. And you're like well I'm not really interested I don't even want to know about that I'm just going to focus on the first information I got Which was that he was guilty And you see it all the time with um, mm. People make their mind up straight away based on the like the evidence that they hear about first
1: and it, you know as much as it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty it is easier to assume someone is guilty if there are
0: facts in front of you that point to that yeah and we all do we all watch these true crime it, it, it documentaries correct, and you're like but he did it we can do it though and i feel i do think that i think i can watch a true crime documentary and go well the evidence says that he did it i'm if i'm on a juror, i can't look at it like that for but, example
1: the staircase yeah Right, I mean, you know. The owl did it, but. You know. Exactly. Spoiler warning for anybody who's not watched it. And if you have and you've not watched the owl theory, you're an idiot. It was an owl.
0: Yeah, the owl did do it.
1: But so. right up until the end of it, I thought, F- Peterson. It's probably enough. It's probably
0: done the it. man, not the owl, but no. Yeah. No, no, would, no. You would be wrong. It's the owl. Um,
1: Anderson's not really having this. No. He, he's, he's not down for that. He, he seems now like he is perplexed, especially now that Terry is dead. Um, yeah. But let's it doesn't get, make any sense. Well, so it doesn't. None of it makes it sense. Would, it would torment you. And I, if I was Ralph, I wouldn't let it go. No. I'd want clear-cut facts, and I wouldn't want to sit there and go, well, let's just ignore the evidence that he was in two places at once. I couldn't.
0: No. My
1: conscience wouldn't let me do that. And just your sense of interest. Intrigue. Yeah. Um So back at the Maitland house, less less one man, uh, Jess, because I'm not calling her Jesser, uh, is still convinced that there's a man hiding in her bedroom, um, and she's having nightmares and she's, uh, she's going at it again with her dreams and visions and whatever. Um, so Glory tends to her panicked cries. Picks her up, you know, gets her a glass of water. And the camera pans down and there is
0: some weird substance on the floor. I thought it was dun, water. Dun. Like someone's been out in the rain and then been stood there. Oh, that's
1: interesting. Yeah, I mean, wet.
0: It's just a wet substance. It could be anything. could be water, blood. Mm. Didn't look like blood to me. Goo. Yeah, well, we'll we'll come on to goo because I was watching this show post Castle Rock, thinking, "Yeah, good start." No goo. There will be goo. It's going to be goo.
1: Yeah, it's going to be goo, guys.
0: Freaky and could (sighs) be disappointing.
1: So then we cut to something pretty traumatizing. We see the last remaining family uh, member of the Peterson family. Not up a load of bedsheets, you know what he's up to,
0: and hang himself with the clock. It down in the background, you just know, and you knew it was going to happen. The man. No, you can't. You knew I'm it was going to happen. I'm an advocate for suicide. It doesn't but. make it any better, does it? And it's so. It was actually so well shot because then you see the jogger running, and then his legs come through. The, oh my uh, god peter's not peterson yeah yeah mr peterson papa peterson his legs sort of coming through that was like shit
1: i ought- i actually jumped back yeah
0: it's not it's not what you're expecting um no
1: you just expect someone to sort of drop don't you I and mean, that's some that. real serious force mm-hmm. um and again <laughs> this was quite a blunt way of us discovering this so um ralph's gone to visit his pregnant colleague, he's now had the baby with a leg in a cast. Can't imagine how hideous <laughs> Fuck that, that is. Jack's there. Apparently, they get on.
0: I know. Like, you've just had a baby. Why have you got all your horrible work colleagues with you? Maybe she doesn't have any other friends. Eh, she whatever. I feel like she would. Who knows? You just don't have anyone there then. Why do you...
1: Yeah, just leave me. Leave it's me like alone. Jack breathing booze on your baby. So Ralph then wanders off to find, wanders off to find Sablo, Eunice. Mm. Um, and he finds him standing outside a room of a guy in ICU and says, oh, is it someone you know? And he goes, well, yeah, you, you know him too. It's, it's the Peterson dad, Fred Peterson. Um, and then obviously it's explained to us that he survived, in inverted commas, and mm. um, his hanging attempt um but the outlook is pretty bleak and i I think there's even a point where um sablo says something about he keeps getting asked if um they can donate his organs because there's no one in his family left
0: that's horrible yeah fuck me he says he's like this family's destroyed that this family's gone and yeah because he's hanging around they're like you know can you be an organ donor because yeah, there's no one. No one else has been there. It's very, very sad. And it's I think it's upsetting.
1: at this point you you probably understand it. And this is what I felt here. And I think this is why I liked this episode so much. Which sounds really fucked up, but it will make sense. Um, is that you now realise why Ralph is so driven to then go and find out what the fuck is really going on. Yeah. Because he has just watched an entire family be destroyed. He's been wiped out. And in fact two families, because if you think about it, the Maitland family, not only is Terry dead, but they will forever be branded the wife and daughters yeah. of the man that brutally raped and murdered an eleven year old boy. Him
0: as well? That's dick. Fuck, I didn't I missed <clears> that <throat> as well. I
1: don't think it was in the
0: That that I'm glad I've missed.
1: I don't think that they um no. <laughs> mentioned it in the Okay. Good. Show um so i mean yeah I mean, you you know you, you really start to feel his like direction and you can see where he's going and i i think that mendleton played it brilliantly yeah i think he's he's, he's the shine out star, shining star for me at the moment i mean we've not really seen enough of bateman to no kind of have any other opinion on him but
0: um, i like actually i think sablo he's really good as well he's got he's a kind s- of a barely contained you can see he's so angry mm yeah i know well, what when you mean. he says like this whole family's gone it's like he's he's so angry but he's a lot more controlled it's just right underneath the surface isn't yeah
1: it? yeah um so we asked sablo to help him um you know, like investigate some things i want to go and talk about like the way the van was found and so we'll mm. talk a bit about that later and he basically says to him you have to do something for me first and uh so then we cut to him during his first therapy session mandatory therapy because he has just shot a kid in the head whilst trying to protect a alleged murderer um has <clears> a
0: detective <throat> ever been to therapy and just got on with it and not tried to fight back
1: not in a show no, no doesn't never look, doesn't look like it um i don't know if we need to talk much about this this is where we, we get clarification that his son's dead died of cancer but he says that's nothing to do with this. That's he's not relevant. No, absolutely not. Okay, relevant. Okay, mate. To me, murder- me murdering the investigation. Not, I mean, investigating the murder of another young boy. Yes, that um, doesn't have anything to do with my nothing life. Nothing to do or with my that. mental health. He's not having any of it. Gay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. I don't really care about this scene.
0: No, I no. think that I find therapy scenes where the participant is unwilling quite uninteresting because it's been done so many times. Yeah.
1: It's an old, old story. It's an old
0: trope. My word of the day. Yes. Word of the day for Lucy. Trope.
1: Um, well, let's go back to something a bit more intriguing then, shall we? Yes. So that bit of evidence that Ralph uh, took a picture of was the torn
0: corner of a flyer that had been left under the wiper of the van. Love this shit. Yeah. This Brilliant, is very right? true crime. Like the tiny details that add up to something It's big. great. Bloody loved it. Now, uh, we haven't really talked about it, but just to give a bit of a kind of backtrack here. So
1: they find out at some point in either episode one or episode two that the van had been left in um, Ohio uh, and taken from there by some 12-year-old kid who'd run away from an abusive home mm. and driven it between city to city, which is fucking hilarious, to Go, be guy.
0: Go, boy.
1: Um, I mean, not hilarious that he was being abused, <laughs> but, uh, um, but hilarious that a 12-year-old kid got away with this for, for yeah. so long. Anyway, so... Uh, Ralph's wife's getting involved now. Loving this.
0: Well, I yes, like it. She is. Yeah. So
1: it turns out it's an ad for a barbecue place in Dayton, Ohio. It's like Big Daddy's Hangry she's Q. Put in the old Google, as she says. Ah, Big D. I mean, I'd, I wouldn't want to be
0: googling Big D, Ohio, quite frankly, because <laughs> thing I was like, is this going to go a certain way? She
1: doesn't. I mean, she doesn't look like a stupid woman. No, she look like a stupid woman. Uh, so they uh, they find it. And then we move to um, Ralph and Sablo tracking down the kid. Uh, he's been taken into foster care by the nice policeman who realised he didn't want to go home to his abusive household. And they start having a chat to him. Have you ever been to Big Daddy's Hungry Q in Dayton, Ohio? And he's like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, and the reason that they're so uh, hit up with this is because um, the Maitlands were in Dayton, Ohio. Mm. at a similar time so in in order to identify what date he was in the area they ask him lots of questions getting him to think about where he's been the kid says there was a there was a woman in the gas station who had a weird smudge on her head like she hadn't bothered to clean it and i Mm. like, oh god poor young child Um, and from that they realize it was ash wednesday march the 6th
0: yeah see i didn't know about this this it, smudgy thing. People don't
1: do it very often, I don't think. No, well, I, I definitely think
0: America, not here. Because um, I watched it with Aaron, my boyfriend, and he um, he said about, I think he was in Boston, Ash Wednesday, and he said, yeah, he saw people with it. So I think it is a bit of a, more of a tradition in certain states. If Listeners, let us know. Yeah, do. do. you put smudges on your face for Ash Wednesday? I'm genuinely intrigued. Uh, also, Christmas... do you eat pancakes? Because we have pancakes on Show of Tuesday, which is the yeah. day before. That is true. I didn't have any
1: last year I've got to make sure i do That's this yeah coming up um i wonder if it's like we as a country don't have as much religion
0: yeah probably as america probably
1: so yeah i mean i'd actually be really interested um anyway so they get this date uh they know the maitlands the whole family were in dating between the 3rd and the 7th of march so over that time but they know that they flew both ways so yet again, how could Terry have got the van and get on a plane?
0: Who knows? He sends his little doppelganger
1: to do it. Doppelganger! Um, or maybe it's like um, a golem. You know, you make them out of clay yeah. and they go and do your bidding. You have to be Jewish for that, though, no? Uh, yeah. Do you think the Maitland's a Jewish? No. Oh, shame. Oh, well. Uh, so then Anderson decides to go and visit uh, the Maitland widow, Glory. Uh, and this Gloria we call I know Marcy? It. Yeah, I mean, glory. Glory just annoys me. I hate it. Um, now, this is the point where you realise
0: that Terry was dead. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many minutes into the uh, episode are we at this point? About 40. Honestly, mate. <laughs> oh, I did wonder, when are we going to see him in hospital? Never. He's Dumb. dead. Dumb. Um, what did you think about the interaction
1: between Ralph and uh, Mrs. Maitland? I'm going to call her that.
0: Uh, yeah, I think... Sh- sh- this is the other reason why I didn't realise he was dead because she seemed just angry and like you know righteous anger but not distraught or like her life has been ruined so I didn't, it didn't twig like yeah she's talking to the man that's basically responsible for the death of her husband um, in more ways than one so it was fine but it didn't have the depth of feeling that you would think it would have considering what's happened from her, she doesn't want to talk to him, fine but Actually, in hindsight, you have got. She just seems pissed.
1: Yeah, like a bit like no, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to shut the door. Yeah, it's a good point actually. I
0: wonder if it's like holding it together for the kids or. No, she didn't even look. That's bizarre. Actually, she didn't. She she didn't even look upset. You can like compare her to the Peterson mum, who actually died of grief. Like essentially, Um, broken heart. There was real rage and this yeah this is why i think I, I think it was quite misjudged because it's probably it's my fault for missing it originally but this doesn't feed into the idea that he's dead at all
1: that's really and interesting. even the kids
0: later but we'll get to that yeah one of them's called jessa for fuck's sake um so one of the things
1: that she says is like the only way you're gonna get it well, he says to her the only way you're gonna get your life back is by clearing terry's name and the only way to do that is to find out who actually killed frankie so now it's very clear here that ralph doesn't believe that terry did it i'm
0: not fucking helping you this is your fault that's
1: exactly what she says yeah um you know and and you can't blame her no no. this this is entirely ralph's fault the very very public arrest without questioning him beforehand getting his alibi which is what led him to be shot
0: yeah and walking in publicly through the throngs of people that were baying for blood so he's
1: asking for a conversation right and actually this ends up getting set up and this is kind of the last major scene of of the episode so you've got howie Mm -hmm. maitland's lawyer uh ralph the detective Mm -hmm. (laughs) mrs maitland um and isn't alec there or is it the da no, I think Alex there. I think Alex there. Um, so they're, they're having the conversation, and he basically... Ralph tells them all about the car, the fact he knew that they flew home. He says it's, like, it's almost as if a van followed you home. He asks why they went to Dayton, and she says it's because they are visiting his father. Um, and then, you know, he goes through all of this, and she's like, I don't understand why you're still questioning me, you know, what, what's going on. And then uh, the older daughter, Maya is okay. her name. Better, I'll allow that. Yeah. Um... You know, after after Ralph has said, "Has anything you know unusual happened while you're away?" She says, "Oh, he, he cut his hand while he was visiting his mm. dad, which is interesting, right?" So, I mean, this she then tells the story of how it happened, um, <clears throat> and mentions that there was a barbecue restaurant near where they were staying. Um, oh yeah, this kid
0: remembers fucking everything. Yeah, this kid is great.
1: Question this She's kid like, more. Can you
0: shut up, please. Why are you getting involved? And,
1: and now, and I I can understand why. Uh, Mrs. Maitland is not down for, like, more questions because she feels like they're just going to try and pin it on Terry. Yeah, yeah that's and that I is get what that. it sounds like. But at the same time, he has said, I know it doesn't make sense. You know, I know he couldn't have done this.
0: So he's trying to get an explanation. Mm. I really feel for Ralph here. Like,
1: I well, feel what, for How him, did you?
0: How... I think you have gone about this completely the wrong way, which is why it's ended up how it is. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's all his fault. So... I don't feel that bad for him. And he's going to them when, you know, their father's just died because of him, really. Like...
1: Yeah.
0: He's... I mean, he's killed a Are you a the boy. man that
1: killed my dad?
0: Yeah. Fuck <laughs> me. What? I'm thinking. What? Huh? Killed who now? Who's, who's dead? Who's dead? Jerry Maitland's dead. Um, when that happened, I d- Yeah, you feel for him because it's such a fucking maze. And, yeah, I mean, it's it is really... I have to say the stuff with the car and with the car it's just so like gives you those little tingles like what is like how is that mm. there is a link like and if you were the police you would be like something's linking them yeah because this, I need a board a and some red string and I need to work out what's going yeah. on here
1: what do you think
0: Howie and Alec are thinking at this point that he's just trying to <clears throat> get more evidence to pin it on um, Terry definitively and which would kind of clear his Conscience for what mm. has happened. That's probably what they're thinking. Maybe. I,
1: I think it's. Um, I'm really interested to see where episode three goes with mm. with this because, you know, at this point we've got Ralph running around not knowing what the fuck's going on. He's been taken off the case. Howie and Alec are obviously going to still be trying to make sure. That... I think yeah,
0: with Howie and Alec, the other evidence, not their concern. They've got evidence that their client yeah. it is enough. Wasn't for there reasonable doubt? So. They don't care about the rest of it. That's not their... there's literally not their concern. If the glove don't fit, <laughs> you, you must, must acquit. acquit. That is the rule um, of law. Yeah, well, the thing is that, you know, to win a
1: to win a trial for something like this, you basically just have to pro- pro- provide or prove enough reasonable doubt yeah. for them not to be able to... And there is
0: more than enough reasonable oh, doubt. Oh, God,
1: yeah. Um, We've got one more scene in this yeah. episode. Yeah. A goosy, uh, which I was waiting for. Oh, uh, Emma knew what da, was coming. Da, 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 da. So, some kid in a some kid in a truck driving down to a, a big old barn, dragging in some milk gallon things, and he uh, finds a heap of, of strange clothes in the barn that look like they are wet with some sort of strange sticky liquid. Mm. Um, goo, not, you might say, maybe goo. God. Uh, not only that, uh, you can also very clearly see the big like cowboy belt buckle that we yes. know that terry maitland was wearing mm. uh, in the footage from the strip club and in the eyewitness testimonies uh, he looks around pretty creeped out and then episode
0: done what do you think is going on lucy there's some kind of goo person and i'm only half joking that has take assumed the form via the blood obtained in the nursing home and has done a doppelganger of um so if it ends up being gooey like fucking Garza Rock, I will be disappointed. But um, <laughs> there's yeah, something like that. Yeah, clone, a gooey clone. I, I can't, I can, can not confirm nor deny, deny. I understand that, but yeah, that's that's sort of what I thought. But I also thought that when he turned around, something was going to go rah and get him. Yeah, it was quite
1: tense, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like
0: was. I, I felt quite uncomfortable. You braced
1: yourself for it. For yes, impact. I did. Yeah, braced for impact um well it's episode
0: two yeah what, what do you think is gonna happen in episode three Lise? i don't know but i have to say these little thread like like i said the van and i actually had a weird dream about like a, yep. an old school friend doing weird stuff with the van and like maybe being a murderer so <laughs> it went into my brain um <laughs> but i think yeah that like the van Th- the Those blood. actual kind of like little procedural things that you want to follow the threads and know what they lead to. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly couldn't tell you what will happen in episode three. I, I don't know. I have no idea how they're going to unfold this. I think we'll probably see Mr. Deformo again. Johnny Deformed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But I'm re- I am looking forward to watching it, which is... Good. Always good. Good. And it's one of those things now, I'm like... Oh. Why can't I just binge it? Because we're all used to binging, but it's fine. Um, well, the next episode is
1: called Dark Uncle.
0: <gasps> oh, that's a horrible topic. Yeah. That's a horrible thing to say.
1: Um, and, and this, uh, the Dark IMDb Uncle. plot, <clears throat> uh, the IMD summary doesn't give much away. It says that in episode three, despite being on mandatory leave, Ralph continues to scrutinise the circumstances surrounding the night of the murder. Jack has a hair-raising experience at a remote barn where key evidence and a mysterious substance have been found. Mm. Goo. giving away no clues there Okay. but maybe some goos okay well uh, why don't we take a little trip round to uh, King Corner before we finish up, please let's do it Yeah. I'm
0: innocent Red just like everybody else here the house is burning hiya Georgie I'm
1: afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat Red Rock Hello, welcome back to King Corner. Uh, so, not so many this week. No,
0: you you couldn't be bothered um, to find all the tenuous ones.
1: No, there just weren't as many. Wow. Um, one of the things that I like, and I think I mentioned this in the first episode, is that Stephen King's already gone on record to say that he thinks this is one of the best adaptations of my work, to quote him. And you've already gone on record and said that as well. I have, yeah, but I want to say it again. Because I do think it bears that, repeating. that... It It does bear repeating, because, I mean, he is notorious for... I mean, don't get started on The Fucking Shining. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and a few other things. But I think that's interesting because I wonder whether this is easier to adapt because it has its grounding in something that is very popular in modern day. So creating a, yeah. a crime procedural. People love that shit. You just have to add the weird, creepy, supernatural to it. People
0: also love that shit. Also yeah. love that shit. So winner. interesting.
1: Um, so let's start with uh, one of my little Easter eggs. So the title...
0: Of this episode, Roanoke. Mm -hmm. Lucy, what do you know about Roanoke? It is a lost colony. So one of the first um, settlements in America, I believe around Jamestown. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of era. They went there, settled. And then I believe like the captain went back to England, back to us for supplies, came back and everyone was gone. Yeah, And there was no sign of them, but there was... Carved in a post, the word Croatoan. Yes, there was. Which was, thing is, that's the name of one of the local tribes, wasn't it? So maybe they did something. It's
1: similar to it, but I don't think it's exactly the same. I fell into a bit of a hole on or this it's earlier.
0: Or a, it's a
1: local tribe word. Yeah, something like it, it that. It means something. The whole thing is fascinating. Mm.
0: Um, it, it, it genuinely is.
1: And it has inspired Stephen King before. It has, indeed. Uh, so he uses the word Croatoan in Storm and Century. Yeah, it gets carved into people's foreheads. Yeah. Fucking rank. Um yeah, so that I thought that was a nice that's my favourite Easter egg. That's yeah, that's a good one. Um now we get we talked about goo. I haven't even gone into the second <sighs> episode.
0: It's already good. It's already
1: good. And to be honest, I hadn't even when I wrote this in King Corner earlier. I hadn't thought about Castle Rock season two because I think I just blocked it from my memory.
0: As soon as I saw goo, I thought, oh no. But yes,
1: I mean goo reminds us of Castle Rock goo people, but also a little bit Tommyknockers.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I'm just stretching a bit here. Oh. Um, Lucy, this is a bit of a an odd question, but when uh, Fred Peterson, the father, hangs himself. From the beam in the bedroom. Did that remind you of any other scenes in Stephen King adaptations that we've seen before?
0: Um, I guess it's kind of like when Brooks in Shawshank, Redemption, hangs himself yeah. after getting out and he can't adapt to life.
1: I don't know why I'm sounding so happy about yeah. that. Because obviously it's awful. The yeah. only man died. Uh, it was more that um, you had got it right. Um, ding, ding. I... I mean, it's, again, a bit tenuous, but also it did, when it happened, I went, fuck, it's just like Brooks. Yeah. Like, really, it it really reminded me of it, and it's probably just completely circumstantial. Probably. Um, But, you
0: know, it's still there. Now,
1: I've only really got one book difference for this episode.
0: Okay, so it's been quite, uh... As far as I can tell, it's pretty faithful. Um,
1: Now, as far as I'm aware, the only thing that's different is the name of the restaurant, so it's not a barbecue place, and for the life of me, I can't bloody remember what it is. But it's something—it's something about British food, like pie and eels or something. Oh, gross! Yeah, and it's this weird couple. So <laughs> we're British, but it still sounds gross. No to one me. wants pie and eels. I love pie. Yes. Not eels. Yeah. Hold the um, eels. But they go to talk to the couple who um, basically they were flying because they just opened the restaurant, um, and they'd reopened it. It'd been a Chinese place or an Italian place. It's like British food because people love british food and i was like do they They
0: really don't I they really always, don't know. they always like... make fun of us for it yeah massively even though it's actually banging um i mean like steak and kidney pie lovely love pie Yorkshire love... pudding, oh, yeah. roast dinner bangers and mash yep in the hole or the stupid name beans on toast oh, i love beans on toast
1: mm, that's what i'll be eating for the rest of the month so i get paid <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which patreon uh no dual dates aside and um, that that is everything i have from this episode if you, is there anything you spotted, loose or...? No, just the Croatoan thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, well done for spotting
1: that. I really should read Storm of the Century.
0: Watch the weird... I mean, I want to watch the adaptation. 1999 as a child, so when that came out, what, 21 years ago? So oh. I was 12. So I was like, oh my God, it's so scary. Um... And Maybe it is, and maybe it's really shit. Maybe it's as bad as Tommy Knockers. Who knows? Maybe I we should watch, give it a try. Yeah, if, it's on, if it is anywhere. i will have loads of time off soon. Yeah, that's my project. Yeah. Watch all the shit adaptations that I haven't already watched. <laughs> I'll read it. How about <laughs> that?
1: Um, well, listeners, if there's anything that I've missed that is either a major book difference, I really hope there isn't, uh, or any other Easter eggs that you managed to spot, then please do let us know. We love feedback. Uh, you can get in touch with us by emailing us fancriticalpodcast podcast at gmail.com or you can contact us on our social media accounts uh, through private messaging or commenting or whatever you feel fit uh, we are at fan underscore critical on instagram at fan pod on twitter and just fancritical on Facebook uh, if you like what you are hearing so far it's now that we're through to episode 2 then do support us on Patreon that's uh, patreon.com forward slash fancritical for 5 bucks a month you can get exclusive content uh, and support the, uh, the the project that we do here over at the Fan Critical uh, family of podcasts support the cause support the cause guys just a couple of bucks um, but that is it for episode 2 uh, we'll be back uh, probably in about 5 days time by the time this comes out with episode three, Dark Uncle. Fucking creepy. That creeps me out. But for now I'd like to say thank you Lucy. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.